You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of our most successful technical leaders in the APEC region. I am Danielle, Senior Consultant in Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with tech talent. And today, I am your host. So welcome to another installment of our podcast. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing the topic of the importance of design and technology. I think that's a topic that is quite important and like highly addressed. So um, I'm very delighted to be joined with by three senior thought leaders in the in the product design space. So we have Wolfram Turn from Gojek, who's the head of design ops, Ankur Samat from Palo IT, who's the head of design and strategy, and Sin Lin Yo from Web3 Org, head of product design. So to start with, um, it would be great if each of the contributors could kind of briefly introduce themselves, you know, what they do and about their company. So um, maybe we can start with Wolfram. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, my name is Wolfie, or most people call me Wolfie. Um, I'm the head of design ops uh, at Gojek. Gojek is a part of our go-to uh, ecosystem uh, with Tokopedia and uh, GoPay. We are operating in Southeast Asia, mostly in Indonesia. And yeah, we have about a design team of 130, 140 people, and my design ops team is a team of five. And we are looking at um, design strategy, like how can we embed more customer centricity into the company's DNA? How do we make sure that design is um, involved in the problem space as much as in the solution space? We also look at uh, people operations, like everything from staffing, headcount planning, recruiting, onboarding, career development frameworks, uh, learning and development, these kind of aspects. We also look at practice, which is everything around our processes, our principles, how we operationalize behavior that leads to positive outcomes and how do we avoid behavior that doesn't. Um, so this is all about standardization and elevation of the craft of design. And we also look at culture, which I think is very, very critical, like what's the human condition in the team? What's the morale, the engagement, like how are we doing? Uh, we also look at diversity and inclusion. So it's a wide range of aspects that we look at from a design ops perspective. And yeah, I'm, other than that, I think Gojek is probably fairly well known in the region. So I leave it to the other speakers to introduce themselves. Yeah, thanks for that, Wofi. Um, so yeah, maybe you can move on to Ankush. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, happy to be part of this panel. Uh, so I'm Ankush. I'm head of design and strategy at Palo IT. Uh, Palo IT is a global innovation consulting firm uh, specializing in engaging with clients, really understanding what their core problems might be, uh, proposing a solution and then uh, providing not just a design, but then also implementing what we say. Uh, we, we, we do propagate a lot of technology for force as a good. What it ideally means is uh, we build a lot of our solutions, keeping uh, not just humans at the center, which we say human-centered design, but also climate at the center of it. Uh, so how does a solution impact uh, sustainability and climate changes is, is huge uh, and it's at the heart of us. Um, in fact, that's why we also are a B Corp certified organization. Uh, Personally, for me, uh, I have worked across organizations in multiple regions, ranging from US, UK, Europe, uh, Middle East, uh, and last five years have been in Asia, uh, primarily focusing in regions like Hong Kong, China, Taiwan, uh, and Singapore very recently. Uh, we are a team of around 15 uh, designers based in Singapore, working with uh, multiple sectors ranging from government uh, to private sector, uh, helping them understand, as I said, their challenges and overcome through technological solutions. So I'll hand it over to the next speaker then. Thank you. And Celine, on to you. 
Hi everyone, this is Sin Lin, Head of Design from Web3Off. Um, so for us, Web3Off, it's to provide simple onboarding for users onto Web3 to make it um, something that's familiar and intuitive. At the same time, you take full ownership of your account. So if you have heard of the recent thing that happened in the Web3 space like FTX going down, then if you have a self-custodial wallet or account, um, that is what we provide. You do not have to worry about your assets. You can take it with you and you do not have to um, lose any of that um, based on any of this centralized exchange. That's what we do. We are a startup, a budding startup. Uh, we have a team of four uh, taking care of UX, UI and brand design. Um, yep, that's us. All right, thank you. Yeah, so I mean, so the topic today is, of course, the importance of design and technology. I think the tech ecosystem is one that is collaborative in form and structure. It fosters, you know, co-creation much to the extent that, you know, design is no longer seen as, you know, good to have or considered an afterthought. You know, um, I, I speak to designers every day. I work, I work on design roles, you know, nearly every tech company has a demand, you know, demand for design is off the roof. And I guess it's safe to say that design has indeed become like an integral part of problem solving. So. Um, it would be good to basically understand from you know your points of views, you know the role that designers plays in businesses, and also you know how that impacts you know technology businesses. Maybe you know we can jump in with um, Mufrim. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's a it's a broad question. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, for me, it's funny because the longer I've been doing design work, the more simpler my answers so or like my frameworks become. Um, but this idea of design and technology, right? I, I come back to this very, very basic framework of um, in any tech firm, right? You have always this trinity of um, customer perspective, business perspective, and tech perspective. It will always be that, right? Even if we start projects, we start we talk about like problem definitions, which is the customer perspective, right? We talk about objectives, which is the business perspective, and we talk about requirements, which is usually like the tech perspective. So it's always this trinity. But a lot of people are under the, in my opinion, wrong assumption that there's a Venn diagram of equals which it really isn't in reality. And it's the customer centricity that has to be at the heart of it as the core guiding principle to make any kind of business or tech decision. And I think that is where really design comes in. While obviously customer centricity is not necessarily something that only designers should own, it should be a guiding principle for the entire organization. For us as designers, as the ultimate owners of the human experience, we are actually very well positioned to play that role in the conversations that need to happen. So I feel for that to really be successful, it's kind of important to not look as design as like the executional wing or like purification. Obviously, we have to do all of those things as well. But if we truly want to become strategic partners, we have to understand uh, that aspect and also, uh, also be able to quantify what that means to bring in customer centricity as a guiding principle for business decisions, right? It is always that out of customer centricity, business success will emerge and not the other way around. And even like forward thinking business leaders understand that. But that is also the very high expectation that people have from designers today to be able to actually quantify and articulate what that value really is and no longer look at ourselves as pure, I don't know, pixel pushing monkeys. It's a much, much higher bar today for design to be successful, yeah. Uh, I, I can kind of uh, give a give a response to that. I think Daniel, uh, you started off by saying that it's a given now that design is part of uh, most of these strategic meetings of product design. Mm -hmm. I beg to differ. Uh, I think it, it's not really up there. Uh, designers are still many a times like ostriches. Uh, their heads are inside uh, a cave and they are designing in that cave. Uh, and 
when it becomes a reality and it hits the ground which is the tech team sometimes they say it's not possible or 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 they completely change the sense of it and when it hits the next reality which is the business goals then then it's completely different uh so i think it's it's emerging uh different parts of the world are at different stages of design evolution and i feel singapore uh, is leading the wave in asia but it's still not at par at some of the western countries i feel um, having worked everywhere uh the second aspect is customer centricity which fulfram touched upon i think it's it's also very contextual according to me i am working with a couple of insurance players and a very interesting thing emerged according to insurance industry they always said they are a sell product customers don't buy an insurance an agent goes and sells it to them uh, so that means the agent becomes a very central facet of the whole selling and buying process and no matter how we look at it uh and that's why we we said it's it's not about just those three circles which will from was indicating it's there's a fourth circle which is the agent so we say it's customer plus agent centricity uh so that's that's just one industry right so i'm sure the other industries are likewise very very different uh so what i always say is designers when you enter a space uh, first try to understand who am i really impacting the customers are obviously there but there are many other what we say humans as part of the chain uh and you really need to understand what's the impact on each one of those humans and whatever you're designing then needs to be contextualized according to their needs yeah i completely agree with what ankush just mentioned it's more than just um a product or an experience itself it's more about how people feel about what they're using and people have involved and it's more than just pixels that we see um based on what everyone is doing in this panel like design ops have evolved um it matters because you need to make sure that is designers work um in an environment that they work best in they have the resources that they need and then um it's more than just a department which is what was being mentioned just now it's cross department it's cross functional everyone is involved um only when a designer step out of their designing phase and talk to engineers and businesses they realize there's so much more out there that's where their empathy comes into play so um yeah i think designers definitely play a role in business um but it's up to them at what level um they want to take it to okay yeah yeah i mean very interesting to hear i mean thanks for like i like when you guys you know countish as um points so it's actually interesting because i think over the years a lot of people i try i think they're slowly moving design to i guess a decision making position which um i i guess is very relevant in this connected age right so you know digital life revolves around smartphones tablets people have very bad you know or very little patience for you know bad user experience design and i guess design is very a very important part of strategy i mean do you guys agree should you know designers be more involved in business strategies and roadmap i mean if if i can take a stab at this i This might be a bit of a unpopular or controversial opinion, but I, I actually feel that design is a, in a bit of an identity crisis because I think for the last five to ten years, people have been massively hiring designers because they said like they realized, oh my god, customer centricity is everything, right? I'm, I mean, I, I agree with you with the other speakers, and designers feel like, oh my god, we are so needed, we are like irreplaceable, and and um, now big organizations, right, in an economic crisis, they're saying, oh, wait a second, like we have to really be sure that we invest in the right kind of things. and are designers really that uh, irreplaceable and designers feel suddenly very overwhelmed with the need to like quantify their impact being able to like really articulate how they actually creating value for the business those are all skills that um 
no designers are being taught. They're very, very design. Uh, very, I, I mean, I've never heard actually of design education that really looks at that aspect of like quantification impact and really being like a partner to business. So for me, like the expectation and the bar for designers is actually like very, very, very high today. And it's um, almost like a crisis because I see a lot of designers, especially in the earlier careers, they're, they're clinging onto that idea that they are being needed by default. And uh, it's kind of hard to to come to the realization that customer centricity is no longer something that only designers do. Um, and you have to really, 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 really get our act together and to be taken seriously as, as business partners. It's 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 much, much more than yeah, as, as we as we all said about like making caring about the user, making it look good. There's, there's so much more to it today. I think that's also um, a trend that we observe because designers these days, they come from different backgrounds in industry, especially for UX designer. The role just evolved along the years. And right now, UX designers come from different backgrounds. They can be from business, they can be from tech, they can be from events. Um, so that's where I think a merge of skills actually put that special species um, of who we are right now um, as designers that we defined. Yeah, I think I think completely agreed with uh, both Sinlin and uh, Wolfram. I think the word design has been uh, kind of <laughs> misinterpreted and abused over the years. Uh, so I, it, there was a funny thing. We were sitting in a very big board meeting and uh, I had one of my colleagues with me and she introduced herself as a UX designer. And I said, no, 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 no. Uh, you should have introduced yourself as a trend spotter or something totally different. Because the moment you say designer, the others start thinking, oh, she'll come in when we have already decided what needs to be done. <laughs> uh, in fact, yeah, they, they think as if now the designers will kind of bring me a catalog of ideas, like which app style to pick up, what website to pick up, I'll put my hand on it and they'll, they'll simply then carve out the assets. Uh, but it's much, much deeper than that. Uh, and until this, I think we start changing the perception of design. Uh, we should be using many more keywords beyond design to explain to others that we are not just at the visual aspect of it, we are much, much deeper at it, uh, deeper aspect of it. Another good discussion which I had with my colleagues were, uh, what is product design for designers? Uh, so usually uh, when we are responding to proposals, we say, okay, product design, okay, you build an application, a website or something, but actually it's much, much deeper than that. You should be doing an ecosystem mapping. You should be doing an experience diagramming. And then as part of it, there might be two websites, two applications, maybe something else, and a service design as, as part of it all, but we don't do. We look at, at each one of those as separate products and we look at their design aspects. And that's why we are demeaning design itself, uh, <laughs> kind of like hitting our own foot, which we shouldn't be. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's a long way to go. Uh, there are a few signs, for example, there are some organizations which are having now chief design officers, uh, but it's, it's a start which is yet to show an impact. Uh, probably in the next five to 10 years, we'll see more of it. Um, maybe also then to just circle back to your original question, right? To what extent should or are designers involved into product strategy, right? Of course, I think we all can agree that they ideally should be there and they should very much be have a seat at the table. They should be very much be part of the conversation. And in some instances they are, but in order to be successful in that position, you really, really have to like develop like a wide, wide range of, of skills. And um, 
that can be tricky. Now, for example, sometimes you talk about design strategy. Ankush, I think uh, you're also like head of design strategy. And I think that's one of those words that has like a million different meanings and no meaning at all. I, I also used to be responsible for design strategy. Or I think it's still in my title, but I, it took me a couple of years to come to terms with what that actually means. And the way I interpret it today is, to what extent are you actually able to contribute towards product strategy? Design strategy, product strategy, they're essentially like the same thing. And, and to what extent are we enabling our designers or enabling ourselves to actively contribute towards that strategy? Like how can we actually make meaningful contributions or steer the conversation or steer, co-steer the company in the direction that we feel is right? So I, I feel um, obviously they should be involved, but in order to be successful again, like um, the bar today is as high as it has never been. Absolutely. In fact, <laughs> Uh, taking the seat of Daniel, I would like to ask Simlin here because you are working in a very different industry, right? Which is Web3. And yep. it's one of those technologies which is emerging. No one really even understands what Web3 means. Yep. Uh, so I think that's where design can actually play a very critical role in redefining what design for Web3 means. So what's what's your thought on that? Um, so this is a new space, like what Ankush mentioned. And new space is in need of education. So right now there is a resource crunch. We need designers that actually understands the space and be able to communicate to um, the web two people out there and say, oh, this is what it actually means. So for example, if everyone knows what's an NFT and you'll be like, okay, what does NFT means? And then you say like, it's non-fungible token and your mind goes, I lose you there and I'm done. But if you like to make it more like a layman's term, probably you can say like it's some exclusive digital stuffs if you have the money you pay for it and you only you own it it's like limited edition and then people are excited oh what what digital stuff that's exclusive i want to be part of it that's when you start connecting and talking to people um so being in web3 ux design it's extremely um exciting um when you are in here for i'm here for four years but it feels like four months um, everything just constantly change and you feel like every day you're having formal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, thanks for that. I mean, all your views are always, of course, something that I'm literally learning because I'm, of course, not from the design space. So, like, the question that I guess, I mean, I hosted another podcast on kind of collaborative teams, right? And I think one question we didn't get to address was, you know, the impost importance of, you know, I guess, building collaboration with your tech and design team. I mean, some people say, like, you know, um, Designers create the idea, improve customer experience, and engineers bring them to life. It's half, they complete half the picture. I mean, do you guys think that it's important to collaborate both your tech and design team? Uh, maybe if I can just jump off what Zinlin also mentioned, right? Like this idea of uh, learning and education and actually speaking each other's languages, that kind of like resonated very strongly with me because that's not only true in new emerging markets like Web3, but it's also true like do we truly understand our engineers? Do we truly understand the constraints that they work within? Do we actually understand uh, and truly understand and emphasize, right? We always talk about empathy, but how flexible are we to really immerse ourselves into the tech perspective, etc. So I feel this idea of um, really doubling down on learning each other's languages and educating other people in the language of design really enables this kind of collaboration because ultimately um, these are never individual contributions to the successful launch of a, of a project or a feature or whatever. Like it is always like a, a, a group effort really that 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 lives in between uh, people. It's, it's you, you can't, you, you can never really separate that. And in order to actually successfully collaborate, 
you need to understand each other. I think I can jump on this to to highlight both. So jump um, having that understanding. So the collaboration within teams, like uh, we need to share the same mental model um, in terms of educating or understanding. So something that we realized within the team is when we were doing like customer journey map. Um, what designers refer to someone using the B two B dashboard, they are users. But for the business team, they are buyers. And then for the tech team, they refer them to clients. So we we have different names for one specific customers. So right now we just call them uh, baby cups, CUB, because we can't decide whether it's clients, users, or is it buyers. So we say, hey, uh, what are what are our cups doing today? Um, so developing that fun uh, same mental model actually helps with the collaboration between tech, business, or design, and that's um, important. Absolutely agree to that. Uh... And also now trying to answer what Daniel was asking. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think in, in Palo, our effort is to co-locate the teams as in not just physically, but also they should be working hand in hand, both the tech and design team. And not just that, the third angle, uh, which is the business teams. Uh, so we, we have a few people who play the role of business analysts. There might be people from the client side who play the role of uh, business knowledge experts. Uh, our effort all along in the project is that they should be talking each other's language rather than using, as, as some of the other speakers are saying, very different words, uh, which is sometimes just the tip of the iceberg. It, it's So yeah, they, they should be using almost the same phrases. They should be thinking in the same ways rather than meeting once a quarter and realizing that uh, Designers have built something else. Technologists are building something totally different, but business wants, uh, uh, yeah, a, a different world. So I think the effort should be from day zero onwards uh, for them to be working together. Uh, the the moment they start working in silos, that's where all the differences creep in. Yeah, so I mean, like, so I, thanks for sharing how you guys collaborate your team. I mean, Celine, do you, how do you collaborate your, I guess, your tech and design team in your company? Um, something that we realized um, for collaboration within the team is we did not know um, how our work actually helped each other to do their work better. So, for example, like the business team might not know that, hey, you know, if UX designer has something called the customer journey map, it can help me understand at which part I should um, convert and which part needs more attention from business side. And then from tech team, collaboration comes from UX designer asking them, hey, what, what's the UI framework that you're using? So I don't recreate something out of scratch and you don't have to hard code everything in CSS. So you have to check with the tech team, hey, um, what's the framework they're using, be it mobile or desktop, and then making sure that you use their current framework and then edit it so there is less work for dev less work for design. Um, so that's how we communicate and collaborate within our team to tap on the resources to do our work better. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thanks, I mean, thanks for your sharing. So, I mean, before I conclude, I guess, the podcast, is there, I guess, I would say any advice to, I guess, design or heads of designs when leading their team or, you know, creating roadmaps or, you know, leading their design team here in the tech scene? Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I I just had a conversation earlier today um, with another head of design, and we were talking about like the relationship between design and business. And 
while we also talked a lot about the tactical stuff and the skills and the methods that we can you know like learn and deploy and becoming more successful i think one really underestimated factor is the 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 nature of relationships that we have with our counterparts in business or product or engineering or or whoever but uh, that those relationships are actually like based on like real trust and actually real human care like you can't fake that kind of sincerity and if the relationships are based on real empathy and we're actually trying to understand each other's perspective and trying to make each other's life easier just like Simlin said you establish yourself as a very very powerful ally that would always like your partners would always want to include you if they see how you make their life actually better every day and so i feel this is a very under what's the english word like um underappreciated aspect of professional development is like the kind of relationships you build with your partners on top of relationships we we build with our partners i think something to give up to hate of designs out there is um think about designing your own team applying that whole process to building your team how how does your team feel what's the experience like as someone with you um, working together i think that would be interesting because um sometimes it's just good to check in um the pulse of your teammates and making sure that all of you are together on the same page yeah from my side i would say i think uh, my uh, focus is always to build teams which are continuously learning uh, and that learning uh, should be from both a business aspect as well as a technology aspect so that's why uh, within our organization or even with our clients we frequently try to organize uh, technology sessions where maybe they explain what the new technologies are coming up what are the nuances of it limitations constraints and opportunities and same on the business side i think it's important to understand how different industries are um in evolving themselves new trends are emerging and what's the impact of that on the design aspect uh, because i think hopping on to one of the earlier points design is almost becoming a commodity uh, like now you need to build a website actually anyone can build by themselves without the need of a designer so that means we need to upskill ourselves to not just build the applications visual elements but also much more around it uh, that means understanding the technological constraints especially in new technologies like web3 and others and understanding in what context are we building it which means understanding the ecosystem the business and bringing it value to them Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. I guess advice and of course points to ponder about and, and you know take into consideration when I guess leading your team. But yeah, um, I guess we'll leave it here for today. I mean, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast, and of course, I want to take the opportunity to thank all of you guys for providing the insight to your top to this topic, and also you know thank everyone for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>